This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Good afternoon, St. Louis, DGS on KMOX. Happy Monday to you. Going to be a weird week. Going to be like 80 degrees for two days, then 40. down to 25, like Wednesday night or something like that. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Overnight? Yeah. Wow. Crazy. It's like rain, snow, but then it's going to warm right back up. We're going to yeah. storm, aren't we? Yeah, Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes I'll bring uh, Pharaoh's Donuts or something like that for little tricks and treats out there. Mm-hmm. When I don't do it, it really suffers. I don't know if you've <laughs> noticed. When I don't do it, it's the equivalent of like someone's aunt just died. It's like, here's a bag they, of Tootsie Rolls. Yeah, yeah. They, they took their expired zebra cakes. They're yeah. like, hey, here you go. I think we have some Werther's original out there. <laughs> <laughs> there. A half-sucked-on butterscotch. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the butterscotches. Yeah. We need a buffet. It, we haven't had a buffet in a while. Oh, dude. When I, I went to Disney two years in a row, like my first couple years in the air, so I didn't know any better. And they gave me, it was just me and Tom, but they gave us like uh, uh, like a little smorgasbord before every show. Like, you know, the kind of thing you see like a, at, on like a movie set. And I came back and told Jeff Allen <laughs> for my next contract, I would really like one of those. And I, I never saw him laugh like that. <laughs> <laughs> for the next 20 years. Because yeah. he could tell I was really serious. Yeah. I was really putting my foot down. Yeah. <laughs> Where's our craft services table? That's like the, uh, the uh, what do you call it, the uh, dream versus reality memes? Yes, <laughs> yes. And it was just like cold cuts in those tiny little pickles. Yeah. <laughs> could have made that happen. Yeah, they right? could have. That's not bad. <laughs> they could have. I would kill for some cold cuts right now. <laughs> I know we've talked about it before. Any but specific I... reason? <laughs> They just sound really good. I'm hungry. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. Resting, I, resting state of hunger. Ooh, Amy's got a sandwich. She does. She always has Once a sandwich. Take it from her. <laughs> I mean, she was baiting me. She was yeah. like, no, I'm I'm she's like, only got, he'll it. come running. She'll be like, Olay! <laughs> <laughs> when you've got a hot dog. <laughs> 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 now, that's funny. What if we tape it to wow. Amy's back, yeah. and then you have to try to run it out? <laughs> have to chase her down? Yeah. <laughs> That'd go well. Wow. Need a lot better. I need a lot better than a than a... Value turkey on uh, <laughs> no, that looks that's like a she real made sandwich. That one. Viviano's, 
Yeah. Whoa. Did you actually make it? Mason Jarman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man. He keeps me alive. Yep. You're, you're, he's your Travis Kelsey. <laughs> kind of like the Taylor and Travis. Yeah. You've been hearing the latest? She's giving him rules now? Oh, yeah, no. Well, I, I, that's not going to go well. Yeah. He can't go to strip clubs. Mm-hmm. And right. she gave him 500 grand because his clothes were embarrassing. <laughs> Well, that second part, that's, uh, I mean, like, it wasn't that big a number. That's kind of what happened to me from my wife back in the day. She's like, you can't dress like that anymore. Like, I I know who we're dealing with here, but 500 grand is what most people try to scrape together for retirement. Yeah. And she gives it to her boyfriend and says, you don't look good. Yep. (laughs) And that's the thing is, like, it's not like she picked him off. Picked him up yeah. off the street, and he didn't have anything to begin with. Yeah. You'd think that some of his clothes were probably also, nice. Also, he's really rich. That's <laughs> he doesn't need the money. <laughs> what is she giving him? Five hundred grand? He's got. Well, money. she's richer than he is, though. Right. Right. By a lot. He probably doesn't. He's probably not five hundred grand just on clothes, rich. Mm. I mean, relatively. What do you think, brother? Has thirty million? Yeah, he pro- probably 40. has that. His contract's probably a hundred. Let me look. He also had to move again, right? Didn't he just get a new place in a gated community, but people were still getting into the gated community and he had to move? Do you think it's the same with rich people where it's like, well, maybe you should just leave then. And it's like, okay, I think I will. Yeah. And then he's like walking out of her mansion past all of her servants, (laughs) getting in a car that drives him to the gate. He's like, damn it. I also, uh, is he a dedicated storming out driver? He has earned 78 million in his career. So he's doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's fine. Yeah, he's he's okay. I think he's not supposed to take pictures with female fans lest it be misconstrued. I mean, she really does have some rules. Where are we getting this intel from? Yeah. I heard it. There was a story last week. <laughs> Who knows? Just, Travis told her. Paper. Yep. We're like, oh, yeah. I, was, saw, I saw Taylor. it in the show prep. <laughs> when you just don't care to get a second source, yeah. welcome to the DGS. We all hey. have the same source. If, yeah, I typically guy. don't even have the first source. So Yeah, if we can't trust the source, I mean, you know. Well, if you're a famous, 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 help. like most famous person in the world, are those rules unreasonable? I think the female fans one is probably based on precedent. Like, there's probably a good reason why um, he she has that rule. Like, I'm sure that that's been a huge problem but for her in the past, one reason or another, or what about paparazzi like your, jumping all over. Your grandma in her Chiefs jersey, and she wants to get her picture with Travis Kelsey. That I don't think be, that's what she means. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's a little bit of an intense rule. Like, yeah. no, you are not allowed to take a picture with a woman. Like, are, that, are we that's sure? half the population. Are we sure, though, that maybe these just weren't suggestions? Like, hey. Could be. You maybe don't take a photo with a woman because it might become a whole thing. How you handle this, Yeah, whatever you say, man. <laughs> yeah, five hundred Gs. Well, I mean, right. like, are there not are there not famous dudes that have done the same thing? A hat you could buy with that. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. relatively, that's like giving Ranji twenty bucks, and he's like, yeah. Whatever. I mean, do you know, yeah, like Der- Derek Jeter used to do that to girlfriends. They, well, they they they'd the, have to like t- leave their phones right. in a basket when they walk in the house, like nobody can bring their phone. In. I like how I said basket. 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 <laughs> I don't know why I turned into Horace Gump. <laughs> Yeah, leave it in a basket. But uh, I mean, like, I don't know. Famous Stop people seem to do those weird basket. things. Well, basket. But okay, they're both after... famous, so it's kind of unfair yeah. for it to be like, I'm Taylor Swift and I get to do whatever I want, but you can't take a picture with a female fan. Let me get back to just to your to the Derek Jeter thing. I get that because if you're a, a certain level of fame, I don't think you want, let's say you have a party or you have a woman over and maybe she's going to sleep over. Uh I can understand wanting her to put her phone away. 
because do you remember when I, I know it's happened more than once, but this one sticks out with the Patrick Julian Kane. Edelman. Well, okay, that that one too. Yeah. But Patrick Kane had some lady stay over the first or second year in the league, and she took a while he was sleeping, and they're in bed together. She took a a selfie of the two of them, yeah. and then she posted it. Same thing happened with Julian Edelman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, why would you? I would probably do the same thing if I was that level I get, of But this fame. is the point. Famous people have rules. Yeah. This one might be a little bit more because you're actually in a relationship as opposed to meeting someone and hooking up or whatever or dating in J- Derek Jeter's case because they weren't like, well, I don't know, they were dating though. Even people he dated, I'm, I don't know what, he had a lot of rules. Yeah. But the Jeter gift basket thing was debunked, uh, right? Yeah, I think so. Do you guys know that legend? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that Derek Jeter, like all the ladies that would come over for one night stands would leave and he would give them a gift, gift basket. That was the legend. Like as they were leaving, they would get a going away prize. And, and like a, a that has been, apparently like been debunked, but that was the story forever. Not that you'd ever do that, but ladies, would you at least look in the bag? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, of course. Could be good stuff in there. Only after I posted the picture on Facebook. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like bum bum cream sweet. <laughs> okay, right. I'm, I'm looking at the source who spilled all these deets about Travis and Trailer. Taylor in a trailer. That's horrible. And uh, they said she doesn't want to control him. Just help. He's under a microscope now more than ever. Taylor loves Travis and thinks these rules will help things with their romance. And I get it. She doesn't want to control him. No, I get it. But better, you better dress better, buddy. I am on her side on this one. (laughs) Well, some of it it I am. The clothes thing, I'm a little, you know, come on, he's a grown man. He can be stupid if he wants to be stupid. Whoever said it earlier, she's probably going on experience. Like, hey, sure. these are some guidelines you might want to follow if you're going to date me, because this is the kind of stuff that can happen if you don't abide by the rules. I'm not telling you you have to, but these are recommendations. I <laughs> guarantee you that's what's going all on. All jokes aside, because there are a lot of jokes, but all jokes aside, I will say if, if I were in a situation, again, and Travis Kelsey, it's not like he's a nobody, but he's nowhere close to her level of fame. I would want to have a conversation and, and ask what am I not thinking about? What could go wrong? What could be misconstrued? What could be abused that I just need to be aware of? Because I feel like I would be so naive if I were suddenly in the public spotlight all the time. Yeah. I'm, he, you know, like I said, he, he's been famous, but he's been sports famous. Yeah. Right. He's There's not a difference. had paparazzi following around until he started dating her. Which she is, has hundreds of people which following is her. better. Uh, if, if you're both cool and famous would you want to be the cool one or would you be okay just being the lesser cool one oh you mean like travis Ver- yeah. I, I don't, if you like the person who cares i'd want to be lesser cool if the other one was taylor swift if she's the one that has like yeah. all the private jets and the giant house and you know obscene amounts of money and and then i'm cool being like the less cool one right because like, i'm like, thinking yeah. like travis kelsey had his own thing going on yeah now he's Taylor Swift's boyfriend. Yeah. He is. He's but it's still, raised his level, too, though. No doubt about it. But for the, if they stay together, for every day they're together, he's he's Taylor Swift's boyfriend. Right. Well, I mean, which is yeah. the case for basically 95% of the wives of football players. They're just the husband of this famous person. I mean, I think it's a dynamic that... But not all of them were celebrities <clears throat> in their own right. Which no, no. Some, if some of them are, then that's their own thing. Um, but if... Travis Kelsey was a celebrity in his own right. I, I would say even if they break up, he will always be Taylor Swift's Ooh, ex-boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you remember the name Kevin Federline, don't you? Sure uh-huh. Do. Sure do. And that was how many years ago? Not a lot. 70. 20, 25? That was different, though. Why like, was it different? Because he was a for, nobody. Almost for the exact antithesis. Because she plucked him out of nothing 
And he was like, uh, he was just like some hillbilly dude who was like a dancer. <laughs> you know how those hillbillies love to dance. And and cause that's what I think you. I think you was one of her dancers. She was like, he's cute, but he can only do this. <laughs> but but that's that's why he became famous because he was a nobody who became Britney Spears' husband or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think they got married. Yeah. And where and Travis is a little bit different because he was already in some spheres very famous. Uh, let me switch it to uh, to actual sports. So Caitlin Clark mm-hmm. is she now the leading scorer in college ever, or just for women's basketball? Women's. Okay, so I saw. I think I was watching Frank over the weekend, and he talked about how there is a student at a pharmacy college here in St. Louis in the NAIA who should pays uh, pass Caitlin Clark. And then people have been saying, well, that doesn't matter because when you play for a pharmacy college, you're not really playing the quality that Caitlin does. Well, isn't that the same argument that people are making that it shouldn't be Caitlin Clark? It should be whoever scored the most in men's basketball? Well, they're not compared. They're different sports. Like nobody compares Division Three men's scoring to Division One. All anybody really looks at is the Division One guys. Like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar when he was Lou Cinder and guys like that. So someone who plays below D1, whatever record they set, you would not say they were the blank college player of all time. Any more than you would say the AAA home run king is the same as a major league home run king. Hmm. You'd probably just acknowledge that. Oh, no, it's great. It's it's still an impressive uh, accomplishment to do that, but there would always be the qualifier that it wasn't D1. I'm not trying to be a jerk, but there's a reason you weren't in D1. Yikes. Stone Cold. No, I'm man. serious. I mean, like, it's true. Some people that play at that level, though, do go on to professional careers, and they become good. They're, they're really talented people. But it, there, there is still a reason mm-hmm. that you're not playing at Duke or you're not playing at Illinois or Mizzou. Yeah. Because people at that level don't think you can play at that level, I whether they're right or wrong. That's the reason I never won a race when I was in college. <laughs> because I was d <laughs> Welcome back, guys. DGS122. We have uh, Brad Young coming up at uh, the top of the hour to talk about all these legal things going on. We have Klaib's going to join us. We have Dave Murray. We have Sweet 16 coming up with Skip. Uh, best rock protest songs of all time. Ooh, Never done that ooh. one. That's a cool one. Um, follow up on Caitlin Collins. You were just talking. Caitlin Clark. I'm sorry. Yeah. Who's Caitlin Collins? She's like on CNN. 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 The one, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they kind of look alike. You, well, I say you probably see her a lot more than yeah, you see Caitlin Clark. Yeah, they kind of look yeah. alike. Um, you were saying that she may stay in school because she can make almost as much money as an amateur now with the NIL stuff. Yeah, there, there's some. it's not a fact, but there's some buzz that she might want to stay Man, I would. at Iowa for another year if she can. I'm not sure it's established that she has another year of eligibility but she might so if she does she made two million this year in name image and licensing deals probably would make more next year um she is the biggest story not not just in women's college basketball but i mean she's one of the most constant stories you'll find on espn.com cbs sports whatever we spoke to rebecca tillett the women's basketball coach at slu and i said caitlin clark is not a women's sports story she's a sports story yeah she's period absolutely huge huge story but like if she goes to the wnba she'll i'm sure be the first pick in the draft but the salary there is only seventy five thousand to start with yeah now she would make more in endorsements i would think and i'm sure the wnba would arrange some for their big Mm -hmm. new star but the gap wouldn't be yeah likely as significant. Plus, she can stay in school. 
Right. Yeah. Could you argue that she would also get more attention, mm-hmm. more news coverage in college than she would in the WNBA? You know, it's fascinating. Know. That's, that's it's a possible. Tough question. Maybe it's possible in part because co- women's college basketball has a huge TV presence, and, and, and the WNBA really base. doesn't have the same. Right. And, and there's a there's a little more of a of a vigorous college atmosphere for women's sports than for professional sports. Um, it'd be interesting though. And he also, look, let's be honest. We don't know for sure that she walks into the league and is automatically the best player there, you know, in college basketball, she's the player everybody wants to watch and see. Yeah. Put it off. Caitlin. But if you go into the pros, just like any number one draft pick on the men's side, you get into the NBA. Victor Wembenyama was the number one pick last year. He's a freak. He's seven foot three. He shoots three pointers. He's insane. He's just another guy in the NBA right now. Yeah. And and that's the difference with the men's game, that if you're a a men's college basketball player and you could be the number one overall pick, it's a no-brainer. You're going because the the rookie salary is absurd. It's more that you're closer to free agency, too. Yeah. Right? Like your your first free agent contract in the NBA, if you're good, is going to be $25, $30 million a year. The sooner you get to that, the better. Wheels, was your head exploding with the latest of the run on the courts? Oh, my God. Did you see this, Ron? Oh, yeah. So I've, the, the ha- I've, game. I've hated this forever. I don't understand why college sports has ever tolerated storming the field or storming the court. I don't understand why because it it's a matter of time. And we had a Duke player injure his knee on Saturday because Wake Forest fans stormed the court after the game. He got run into. Now, it doesn't sound like it's a serious injury, which is good. But when it, with a knee, you're this close to something, not necessarily career-ending, but certainly season-ending. Mm-hmm. This guy is a top-10 NBA prospect. He's going to be in the lottery. This is a 7-foot-tall, 260-pound guy who got hurt because fans ran into him. I mean, like, we're not talking about some little guy. And Caitlin Clark, a few weeks ago, got run down when, when Ohio, I think it was Ohio State, right? They celebrated beating Iowa. I think that was Iowa. Caitlin Collins. Did I say Collins? No, yeah, yeah. Caitlin. yeah. But, like... <laughs> Why is this allowed? You can't Tubin do this. just came out of nowhere on the <laughs> CNN set and just ran her over. Jeffrey <laughs> Tubin. I just don't understand why the risk is ever worth, worth the reward. I mean, how hard could it be to You're enforce lucky. this? Well, you got cameras in the stadium. You tell your students, if you go on the court, you are thrown out of school. Period. The end. Stop doing it. It's over. Because they're not going to waste their... They're not going to get thrown out of school. Is there an argument against it? I mean, an argument against you. Let them have fun. Yeah, that's, that's, the that's what it is. And what I've heard, uh, some of the defense of the students was, well, he stuck his leg out trying to trip that kid. Hey, if I'm out there and that sea of people is coming at me, I have every right to do whatever I want to to make sure I don't get plowed over. And if I can take somebody down, I'm going to do it. He was he did nothing wrong. No. The player did nothing wrong. It was everybody else who was There have been other cases, too, where, like, in college football, kids storm the field. They get right up in the face of a guy who just lost a game who's pissed off, and he shoves the guy and knocks him over, and that guy's in trouble Mm. because some drunken frat boy decides he's going to get in his face and talk crap. Like, just it, it, and I say this knowing this. I I went to obviously a big school, I went to Miami. It was a football powerhouse. We did not storm the field one time in four years, not once. And you know why? Because you knew that was the Miami Police Department down there, and there would be serious consequences if they grabbed you. And I don't want that, you know. I don't want people getting beat up. Look at the way they handle the ten foot aliens at the yeah. mall the day. <laughs> yeah, but what I mean, they all showed up. To every that. there are cameras <laughs> everywhere in these buildings. If you just simply tell everybody, listen, if you storm the field or the court, and we identify you, you're thrown out of school. How fast do you think that stops? I mean, the short term solution is the conferences 
start finding member schools. So if you're t- every time your fans storm the court, it's a million bucks. They will enforce it, I promise you. It's not hard. They won't lose that money. No. Yeah. What? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 33 DGS on KMOX. Thanks for listening. Thanks for telling your friends. You can podcast the show every day. We'll be having our new freestanding podcast, which will be all of us, but it won't be the show. It'll be a completely different content show, and we cuss. Uh, that'll be coming out <laughs> pretty soon, within the next month or so. Um, anyone watch SNL, Shane Gillis? Did not. No, didn't watch it. Really? I, I saw all of his I thought sketches. we'd be talking a lot about this I saw today. A few I saw of chunks. the sketches. Uh, is everyone familiar with Shane Gillis? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So for those of you who aren't, he is a stand-up comedian. He is uh, uh, not politically correct. He's about as unpolitically correct as you get for someone at his level of success. Like, he's selling out everywhere he goes. And I recently became a fan of his. Steve Moore, our boss, actually about six months ago, said, do you know who this guy is? And showed me a picture of him. I'm like, oh, yeah, I see him on my TikTok. I, I haven't really watched much. And I started watching the TikToks. And really, really funny. And uh, he was the guy who famously, and Rach, I remember this. This was in 2019, right before COVID. Mm-hmm. He joined SNL, and then he got fired the same week because they found a bunch of his old tweets. Or uh, he was on a podcast, and he was, was doing podcast and Asian making, voices yeah, and yeah. this and this and this, and they fired him. Now he's back, and he was hosting, and it's the biggest ratings they've had in 20 years, literally. Uh, my question was, it still is, um, when someone does it well, because my rule has always been, well, it has to be funny. Because he does jokes about Down syndrome. He has uh, an uncle, Uncle Danny, who has Down syndrome. He's got a niece, too. A niece yeah. as well. And But they're very, very funny jokes. Mm-hmm. His bits are really legitimately funny. Um, if they weren't, then get it out of here. And if you're being mean, get it out of here. Uh, but do you think that we've sort of made a mistake? Have we gone too far in the cancel culture, or was a correction needed? I don't even know that it ever went. Maybe on occasion it went too far, but I don't think it was ever the widespread problem we turned it into because most of the people who were allegedly canceled are 
They still have a platform. They're still out there. Louis C.K., still out there. Dave Chappelle, still out there. Still getting specials, still making money, still selling out stadiums. So it's not as if, I don't ever think it was as real as we made it out to be, but I have that one prerequisite when it comes to making jokes about, you know, whether Down syndrome, for example. As long as you're not coming from a place of, of meanness, if the jokes are just jokes, I, I think I'm okay with that. But when it when you're making a joke and it sounds like you have disdain for the people that you're, for example, Dave Chappelle's, uh, his trans jokes, I think when you're listening to the jokes, I think he sounds like he has actual disdain for the people he's making fun of. And that, to me, is the difference from what Shane Gillis does. He clearly loves his family members who have... Down syndrome. He's not making fun of them to be mean. He's making fun because there is some humor in it, which I think is okay. I'll just, not the main point, but as a a side note about cancel culture, I think it does exist. However, it doesn't exist in the way we think it does with famous people because famous people have resources. Famous people get cheering sections. No matter what you do, famous people can come back. I think the cancel culture happens with professors that lose positions and tenureships at colleges or kids that are ostracized on college campuses or groups that they can't be a part of or people who lose jobs that we don't hear about and we don't know about. That's where people start to check themselves because every study, every Pew Research you know, poll that comes out, people are uh, self-censoring in a way that they never did before. And we're not, and just because they're afraid they might cross the line for someone who gets offended. Different than what we're talking about here, but I think with famous people, they're fine. Louis C.K. is going to come back and be fine. Dave Chappelle is fine. Um, even that uh, Disney actress from The Mandalorian, she'll get a job back. She'll she'll be fine. It's more of the people that you don't know. But they talk about it like they are the victims. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. sure. Famous people yeah. have, have absolutely victimized themselves. Absolutely. Which is funny because you want to take on that mantle of I'm politically incorrect. Well, what does that mean? It means you're it implies you're doing something that no one else wants to do. You're saying something that no one else wants to say. And then whenever you deal with the consequences of that, then it's like, oh, I can't believe I'm facing consequences (laughs) for my actions. Like, well, this is what you wanted. Like you wanted the controversy. Sometimes that controversy spins out of control. But uh, Shane Gillis, uh, I watched his special on Netflix over the weekend, and I, you know how hard it is for me to laugh out loud. And I was laughing out loud the whole time. And he does a bit where he talks about his girlfriend's ex as a Navy SEAL mm-hmm. and how bad that sucks. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then he goes on and he talks about how he related more to ISIS during the Gulf Wars because they fought the way he would, which is completely untrained and terrified. And <laughs> It's really, really funny. It is. But if you just say, oh, that's that guy who loves ISIS. You with me? Yeah. yeah. So if 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 he should be canceled, maybe I should be canceled because I really, really laughed at his stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know, Bill Burr gets in trouble a lot, too, and I don't find any of it to be offensive because most of the time they're either mocking themselves mm-hmm. or they're mocking the people that sound like they're pretending to be. Right. Like there are a lot of times Bill Burr makes jokes where he's made women the butt of the jokes. He is actually mocking the misogynist. He's not just doing all these things that people get mad about. And when it comes to entertainment, when did it stop being okay to just not like someone and then leave it at that? There are plenty of people I don't enjoy. 
I don't want to protest them. I don't need them fired. I don't need them to never be on TV yeah. again. I would just say if that person's hosting SNL, I'm not going to watch SNL so, that day. And it, it it's not like a teacher in a classroom that has an important job. It's not like someone who is is implementing public policy who's doing those things that could actually harm people. Right. It's interesting because I'm grateful for comedians, even comedians that I don't like. I don't like I don't like the game Cards Against Humanity. There are so oh, many fun. things that I don't joke about. Right? Like, there's so many, that's how, like, where I'm at. I, I don't joke about, but I'm glad that Dave Chappelle can joke about that. There are comedians, specifically there are Jewish comedians who joke about the Holocaust. I would never joke about that. Or Dave Chappelle was joking about sexual abuse. I would never joke about that. But I'm glad I live in a country where comedians can, because here's the thing. There are a lot of things that are immoral in my mind that I don't want to be illegal because you can't you don't want everything that offends you to be illegal. Sure. And the fact that we have the freedom to say those things. And that's why like, I'm grateful for comedians because they kind of they kind of keep us in our place because we do have a tendency. It's funny for as much as we're not a serious society, we certainly take ourselves very yeah. seriously. We take ourselves seriously. Everything that yeah. we went through is very serious yeah, and I, never, ever offend me. I mean, they're truth tellers. I'm and, so and, glad. And here's the thing. It, it, and I agree with Jerry Seinfeld, who said that comedy is the most self-policing thing known to man. That you you say something you think is funny and people either laugh or they don't. And, of course, some people think we're funny. Some people don't think we're funny. Some people like Shane right. Gillis. Some people, you know, that's in the eye of the beholder, certain taste. But um, also, this was funny. Um, <laughs> Fox is so lost. Fox is so clueless. Uh, over on FoxNews.com, they were portraying it as conservative-friendly comedian host SNL. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and they obviously don't pay attention to his bit because his bit about Republicans is uh, he's like, I'm, I'm a bit of a of a history buff, which is just early onset Republicanism. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really funny. And he talks about like if you're like a 35 year old white guy and you're watching the History Channel too much, just it's coming and you have to fight it every day. <laughs> That's his bit. And they're like. Republican comedian, Shane yes. Gillis. Right. But they also like it's the same thing with when Ricky Gervais hosted the Golden Globes and had that monologue where he just skewered Hollywood and skewered progressives. Somehow he became this uh, icon for conservatives. And what I want to say is, OK, as much as he was skewering them, he thinks even less of you. He is not a conservative or Christian icon like he thinks the he just they're truth tellers. They'll call out everyone. Yeah. But yeah. just because he calls out someone you don't like doesn't mean that he's on your side. And, and that's what Shane Gillis, I think, has done successfully is uh, I would not at all say he's conservative friendly. I'd say he's kind of everybody friendly. Yeah. Or everybody a lot mean of either way. Think he's great. <laughs> I know a lot of people who are like me politically who love the guy and conservatives love the guy. He's successfully yeah. appealed to both groups. Again, as long as you tell the truth. And if you, as long as you tell the truth, smart people will be able to see the humor. Who cares what dumb people think? Because they just don't get it. The smart people, though, will get the humor. He, his dad was there. Yeah. And he yeah. talks about how big a Republican his dad is. Clearly, he's not an anti-Republican well, comedian. Well, he did the whole Trump shoes sketch last yeah. night. Right. Yeah. Which was hysterically, hysterically funny. funny. Very yeah. good. This is the thing. Is, number one, I think they have to show that they are also a target. Like, you're not perfect. Yeah. You're not standing above and just poking at everybody else, but you include yourself yeah. in the mockery. But also, you notice where a lot of these comics come from. A lot of it is from their own experience. And 
You know, when you know, I, I tell redhead ginger jokes sometimes because I am one. I'm familiar with it. I get it. And it's just part of being making fun of the idea that people actually say those things. Yeah. And familiarity allows people to make jokes that they wouldn't otherwise make. Like if I didn't know you and I came up to you and I'm like, hey, buddy, you're such a son of a, you know, you'd be like, who the hell is this guy saying this to me? But if you do it to your buddy, it's who cares? It's familiarity. And that's where the best comics are. I love how Wheeler's are. friendships are based on these things. Yeah. Yeah. You swear at each other. <laughs> yeah. Bag tagging and smacking each other in the back call of the head. Call somebody a bad name. And if, uh, if you don't know them, they don't like that very much. <laughs> that's my best friend. Yeah. Watch this. Uh, let's talk to Tim on line one. Hey, Tim. Hey, Dave. I get it. Thanks, man. I tell you what. I don't understand what has happened with these people. To me, it was I was always brought up like, um, hey, if you don't like what somebody's saying, just let them keep talking. If they think they're saying something stupid, just keep them talking, and by God, sooner or later, they'll really hang themselves with it. Yeah. Now they want to shut them up. All that does is make them look like they're being um, persecuted. And Lord knows um, we know a, a certain presidential candidate, if he'd have shut his mouth a long time ago, he'd have probably been reelected in a landslide and would probably be back by acclamation now, but Lord knows he just can't keep his mouth shut at the wrong time either. Thanks, Tim. Appreciate it. 152 DGS. Rach, as a millennial, is it nice to have Gen Z to take the whippings now? <laughs> it is nice. You know, we, we had a lot of think pieces written about us for a long sure time did. there, and now it's just kind of shifted onto Gen Z. Now they're, that you're done ruining everything. Their, uh, their newest thing is they want the companies they work for to stop having 8 a.m. meetings because it causes sleep stress. I totally agree with them. <laughs> yeah. with them. Oh, I do too. They're not wrong. Don't, don't get They're me wrong. Not, yeah. <laughs> They're just the first one with the ball yeah. to say. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of anything before 10, but hey. Yeah. I get sleep stress if it's before 5. A.M. Like okay. if I was at like, like, yeah. You know, you did so much work to become closer to a real person today, and now you said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were doing well. Yeah. Yeah. We were accepting you as a human. COVID if it's from five me, o'clock on, it's fine. Hey, Amy did two things. First oh, of all, stop. she had a road rage incident. <gasps> where yeah, she, where she was yelling at the car next to her. Oh, you we, pulled yeah. a wheeler. This I just was happened. so. It was her fault. She, you know, panic mergers. Who, as soon as the entrance yeah. ramp yeah. hits the highway, yes. just starts merging. Like I don't care if your car's there. She panic merged, and I was like yelling, "Like, what are you doing?" Yeah, well done, Amy. And no. then, and then, Dave. No, you aired. Guys, this was he's guys. a bad friend. So she's working remotely <laughs> no, last he's week. A bad friend. You, you got to hear the story. She's working last week, and was it Thursday? I think it was yes, Thursday. It was Thursday, because I was Thursday. very sick and very stressed. So uh, she was having a problem with her audio setup. She's working remotely from home. Yeah. And during a break, you know, she's still in queue, which means we can hear it, but it doesn't go out over the air. She's having trouble with the microphone. No. And she dropped a no. bad word twice. Not the bad word, though. Not not that one. Okay. It wasn't shoot. Dang it. Was it was the one that sounds like shoot. Oh. Yeah. And I said it twice, Root? but here's the thing. And I, and I said, have... did you guys hear that? Did no. you hear Amy just now? I was so sick and so stressed. And the, the headset... I was doing the show thinking through a headset, but really through this desktop monitor that was two yeah. feet away. So, And then the dog started barking, so I thought, I'm ruining KMOX. Mm, I'm, yeah. I'm ruining KMOX, and I'm so sick. Did she say it correctly? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because <laughs> you could tell she use, was, yeah. I thought she might have said something like, you esser. She was, <laughs> lots of different things. She was messing around with something you could tell. She's like, blank, blank. <laughs> yeah, she did it. So I do love awesome. that your instinct, like you thought you were ruining KMOX, so then it's like, well, I'll just cuss. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sick. Yeah. That's my excuse. 
Might as well take it all oh, the way. Right. Amy, welcome. As far to, as she goes. Welcome to two clubs. I also go. heard about something you did when I was out that you accused Rachel of drinking at work. With the Celsius. <laughs> yeah. it's, not that you, it's not that you accused her. It's that you thought it was totally plausible that she might be having a drink. It's Tuesday, 1 p.m. Listen, the DGS has made work more casual, and they just come waltzing in their beanies and their Birkenstocks. And I thought, well, maybe they've got... Alcohol, a little happy. Maybe we're boozing it. <laughs> I, I can I can verify it was real because yeah. of the way she asked. Did it have she was alcohol sad. In she it? was like, "Does that have alcohol?" I'm like, "No, it doesn't." Like, what kind of question is that? <laughs> You honestly thought it was possible she had booze? Yeah, I mean, it's the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> the very She's early afternoon. Amy's like, it's 5 o'clock yeah, somewhere. Five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> I felt like maybe you were trying a new product. Dude. I don't know. Hey, <laughs> doing lies for Cuervo Gold. <laughs> <laughs> the perfect perfect drink for in-between uh, seconds. You know, it helps you get through the work. Rachel, Tequila! Rachel, what you got there? Oh, my afternoon drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were just real depressed at one thirty. <laughs> <laughs> is this madman? You think she's. Uh, what is wrong with right, Go home. Get some rest. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 